welcome to Unpolluted, uh, hosted by the EarthPrice team. My name is Komal Zevi. Uh, I'm the Strategy and Operations Associate at the Earth Foundation, the team behind the Earth Prize, which is a $200,000 global environmental sustainability competition for teenage students to come up with solutions to environmental sustainability challenges. We have a very special guest joining us today, Luis Mabulo. Um, maybe you can start by telling us a little bit about yourself and then I can jump into a few questions. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Kamal. Um, hi, I'm Luis Mabulo. I'm the founder of the Cacao Project, which is based in the Philippines, that works to build sustainable and regenerative agroforests for farmers. Thank you. We're so happy to have you here. And for those of you who don't know, she has come all the way from the Philippines to yes. see us. Um, and our team is so excited to have her. Um, and my first question would be, so, you know, where did you grow up? Um, tell us a bit more about, you know, your background and where did you get this passion for food? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I grew up uh, in my younger years in South Wales in the UK, mm -hmm. and I moved to the Philippines where I first saw my first exposure to what true poverty was, where young girls and young children would walk across mountains and would really struggle to make, um, just live a basic life and not have the privileges that I did growing up in this beautiful utopian um, villages in South Wales. Mm -hmm. And I realized I wanted to be able to do something to help my community. Um, when I was 12, I joined MasterChef Junior. Yes, and... very excited. You want to hear more about MasterChef? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, it was like a year of my life where I did this cooking show mm -hmm. that launched me into an early culinary career. And for years, I was kind of one of those culinary prodigy master chefs in the Philippines. And it was really interesting experience. Um, but I realized that food systems are really interconnected and linked. So it's not just me in the kitchen. It's not just someone on a dining table, but it goes through a whole linkage of logistics and mm -hmm. farmers and producers that have an incredibly important role. So the more I realized that, the more I thought how important it was to shorten the supply chain and work closely with the farmers on the ground mm -hmm. and highlight their ingredients. But that was well and good. And um, my town was later hit by Super Typhoon yeah. Yachten. And that was a complete turnaround for me mm -hmm. because I realized that it wasn't just me impacted by this, it was farmers who would lose mm -hmm. their livelihoods. It destroyed 80% of agricultural land oh, in my hometown. And it was just so tragic that we had to find a way to rebuild mm -hmm. and build resilience and adaptation, knowing that climate change will continue hitting our communities mm -hmm. and impacting farmer livelihoods. And so that's how I began my Was that the, the trigger where you thought, you know, I need to do something, I need to make a change? It was a trigger that activated me to do something. And uh, eventually, as I was doing typhoon relief effort, it was like, this is a band-aid solution to just provide yeah. aid after typhoons. And slowly I started doing seed exchange programs, mm -hmm. um, providing resources. And then it became a full-blown project that I didn't realize would turn into the cacao project. Um, so how did that start? And how did you know you wanted to take that first step? I mean, I didn't realize I was even taking the first step. I just okay. knew I wanted to do something to help my community. Mm -hmm. And when I founded the Cacao Project as an initiative, it really began as like, okay, this is a type and relief effort. Mm -hmm. We're going to help farmers through these few months um, recover. Mm -hmm. And then after I realized there's so much more to yeah. do, build resilience into ecosystems, make sure farmers are equipped with knowledge and mm -hmm. skills training. Um, and so we started adapting that and we realized this is a whole social initiative and yeah. we might as well continue doing this work. Mm -hmm. And it's not just as in like, oh, we might as well do it. It's more of this is necessary mm -hmm. and incredibly urgent and we need to get started. Mm -hmm. And with the farmers that you're working with, what, was it easy to 
get them on board and let them know that this is my idea, this is what I wanted to do, or did it take time building that trust? Oh, absolutely. So mm -hmm. when I began, it was not easy. Mm -hmm. um, why would farmers come to believe a 17, 18-year-old girl in the middle of this thing that she has like these ideas about farming? But a couple of farmers trusted me. And okay. um, when they were building their projects out with my age, they were realizing that they were making more income and it was actually working. Mm -hmm. And so other farmers were thinking, oh, now that actually proves itself. Okay, we'll get onto this. And it's also stages of building relationships with people. Mm -hmm. They knew me from when I was younger and from MasterChef and they knew me from- Were you famous? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to say famous. The local celebrity. But everyone, yeah, everyone kind of knew me in a way. Okay. And so I kind of grew up with these people at the same time. Mm -hmm. Communities in the Philippines are very small. Okay. So everyone knows each other. And simultaneously, I was on television and many people saw me on MasterChef. So at the time they were thinking, oh, okay, we'll give, we'll, we'll give it a try and we'll give you a chance. And I was very grateful to them because the few farmers that did start working with me to the steer still there and, um, you know, the proof of concept and the, the livelihoods that they're building, even the chocolates that they're producing now mm -hmm. is incredible. And many other farmers saw that and started um, trusting us and actually joining our initiatives. And, mm -hmm. um, and now they're, there's over 200 of them working with us, which is incredible. That's amazing. And for those people who don't really know about the Cacao Project, I want you to talk a little bit about the chocolate and sustainable chocolate and how um, you did that process. Yeah, absolutely. So the Cacao Project, uh, we're building regenerative agroforests, which are forest ecosystems that include cocoa and a diversity of crops. Mm -hmm. And slowly, um, farmers are transitioning from monocultures into a more sustainable farming system. Mm -hmm. But uh, one of our products is chocolate, naturally, because the world loves chocolate. <laughs> and it has a, a good market, a high demand, and it's a very stable, resilient crop that's suited to our ecosystems. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we're working to do. And one of the products that we make is, of course, chocolate. We make chocolate teas. Um, we also make vinegars and all sorts of different products. We have chocolate spreads now. Mm -hmm. um, and our farmers are at the forefront creating chocolate products right on their farms or in their communities and being able to sell these now which is mm -hmm. incredible i love that and that's made me very hungry <laughs> um, but i wanted to ask so how has the cacao project impacted the community because i'm imagining it might it's probably having you know ripple effects as well so yeah. uh, how, how do the farmers feel now because it's been three years as well since it's been established Oh, it's incredible seeing the, the stages of growth. So you see forest canopies kind of stitching together and you can see biodiversity coming mm -hmm. back. But that's the nature impact. We've worked with over 200 farmers and plant 100,000 trees over 100 hectares of land. Um, but something that's incredible is seeing the livelihoods being built. Mm -hmm. Families who are able to send their children to school, create an extra form of income. Um, even grandmothers being able to sell cocoa teas and showcasing their products and have something to be proud of. Yeah. Um, it's It's extremely enriching mm -hmm. and with what we've done i just feel incredibly grateful to be part of such an incredible community and seeing them being so supportive but also benefiting from the work that we do is just incredible you should be so proud of yourself our team is so, is so proud of you and <laughs> you. the incredible work you're doing um, along with all the positives i wanted to also talk about have there been challenges or has something not worked out and how have you overcome this as well because with the earth prize you know these students are coming up with these ideas and sometimes things might not go well and right. they really have to push hard so for you have you had a learning lesson since you've started at such a young age 
Oh, yes, definitely. Something that I would say, especially to young students who are watching, is that while you're young, it's important to make all the mistakes and mm -hmm. take all the risks that you can. Because number one, it's easier to face failures while you're young because don't people don't expect you to be perfect and succeed yeah. immediately. But also, it helps you build experiences that matter. Um, yes, you create a project now. It doesn't mean it's the most perfect solution. Mm -hmm. And if you take lessons along the way of mistakes or errors or even successes, mm -hmm. then you find that you're slowly refining to something that's entirely different. So when the cacao project started, it was a typhoon relief effort. Yeah. And now it's almost a conservation project that has... Um, kind of economic development tied into it, has education tied into it, that has youth empowerment tied into it. Mm -hmm. And that's not something I imagined when I began. Mm -hmm. And so it's a series of small lessons and pivots along the way. Mm -hmm. um, and it's certainly made out of many mistakes and um, hard experiences that have informed our decisions and they've all turned out for the best. I love how the project is, is evolving as well as you're getting oh yeah I, I i love that that's yeah your project ages with you exactly exactly um i also wanted to know has has food and sustainability sustainable consultant something you've always been passionate about or inspired by since you know you were young or is that something that you've learned along the way and you wanted to hold on to it as you move forward Oh, it's definitely something I learned along the way. Mm -hmm. When I first got into culinary, my idea was of, you know, chefs in the kitchen, yeah. uh, cooking beautiful luxury dinners mm -hmm. and delicious food that people can enjoy around a table. But over time, I realized now increasingly the decisions we make around food have impacts on yes. land, on climate, on conservation. It's not an isolated thing that, you know, whatever's on your plate is on your plate. Mm -hmm. Now we need to connect where it's coming from. Yeah. And so I, I learned that on the way and I realized that we, I live in a world where small decisions of whether there's even meat on my plate of whether make an impact has an yeah. impact. And once upon a time, my parents and grandparents never had to think of those decisions. Mm -hmm. And now it's inextricable from our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, now with the cacao project, I wanted to know, you know, um, what's the big picture, you know, moving along? Do you have personal goals? And as well as with the cacao project, where do you see it going? Um, anything exciting that you know you can speak about now? Oh, I mean, yeah, incredible. Yeah, with the Cacao Project, we have some really exciting things. We're looking to expand our product line into cocoa wines, um, hopefully be able to bring our products to more markets across mm -hmm. the country and expand to different regions yes. and be able to provide aid to more farmers. But also we want to benchmark on the environmental aspect mm -hmm. of, um, we want to do an adopt a tree program in the very near future. Where you can kind of track growth, uh, track trees and their potential of carbon sequestration. Mm -hmm. And if you ever want to, say, offset your carbon emissions, you can do it at the top of a finger. I love that. And it's something where we have an embargo, but yeah, we're really looking forward to That's it. Something. <laughs> um, in terms of personally as well, is there something um, other than sustainability or the cacao project that you want to get into, maybe cooking or something else? Oh, all sorts of things. I mean, where I am now is not where I expected to be. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really open. And I always try to find to, um, kind of links and solutions across different industries. Mm -hmm. So right now, for me, career and professionally, it's just constantly growing and mm -hmm. figuring out as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And seeing where all the interlinkages come and how we can tie that together mm -hmm. in a practical ways that are actionable steps that people like me or even farmers or people in rural communities can take action on. Mm -hmm. Okay, amazing. Um, I think we want to do a quick rapid fire with you. Ooh, okay. okay. 
So I'll read off a few questions and then the first thing that comes to your mind, you know, you can say out loud. <laughs> oh, uh, last time you did this with me was very yes, risky. <laughs> yes. So favorite midnight snack? Ooh, chocolate, no doubt. <laughs> always, <laughs> always. Um, current show you're watching or current movie that you like recently? Ooh, I don't watch shows. I've never had the time. <laughs> really? really? Any all-time favorite show? All-time favorite shows. Mm. This isn't as rapid fire as I wanted it to be. Goodness. I'll yeah. move on. Um, best advice that you've received? Best advice I've received? So many. Um, one of them that does come to mind is just take that risk, say yes to all the opportunities and figure it out later or learn as you're going because mm -hmm. you can't do everything perfectly all at once. I love that. Um, favorite memory as a child growing up? Favorite memory as a child growing up? I guess any time with my family over holidays. Um, always linked to chocolate, you know, having a hot <laughs> cup of cocoa in the middle of a, a wintry, snowy season in front of a fireplace with my mom and my dad. That sounds very picturesque. That sounds movie. <laughs> yeah, um, someone you look up to. Someone I look up to. I would say my dad, mm -hmm. um, because he's been in public service for years, but also has found a way to tie it back to his roots of being uh, from a farming family background, mm. and um, his service to nature has been incredible. And to this day, he finds ties with nature and public service and politics, and I just respect that so much. That's sweet. Um, staying in or going out? Staying in, certainly. <laughs> uh, favorite book? Favorite book. Um, right now, actually, I was just with a good friend and he has this incredible poetry book called mm -hmm. While the Earth Sleeps We Travel. Okay. And it's stories of people across the world and their experiences. And it's great to I'll check it out. Um, favorite food? Favorite food. Ah. Is chocolate a bad answer again? <laughs> but I think one thing that I absolutely love is anything that has bread and butter. Ooh, what's the favorite food that you like to cook? Favorite food that I like to cook is um, kind of a very comforting soup in the Philippines Ooh. called sinampaluhang manok because you can cook okay. it with your eyes closed and it is so heartwarming. It's just oh. like a chicken soup. Yeah. Um, last question. If you could make one wish come true, what would it be? One wish come true is... Um, that we can reform land and food systems, which is a very big ask. <laughs> Just a small um, Okay, I think we can wrap it up. And um, I think that is it for today. And Luis, thank you so much for joining us. And you know, our team is so happy that we get to meet you and spend time with you and get to know a little bit more about what you're up to you know, nowadays. Um, for us, from our side, um, thank you for taking the time to, you know, um, listen to us and you know learn more about you know Louise she's one of our change makers she's featured in our learning content um, and if you're a participant or a teacher you can go on a learning content watch her video learn more about her um, we link her Instagram and everything so you can um, check that out as well and for our side the Earth Prize um, the registrations are open until the end of November so if you're a student or a teacher don't forget to register uh, thank you so much for joining us thank you so much thank Louise you. appreciate it come on <laughs>